0: Welcome to Beneath Your Beautiful, where guests share stories of adversity and perseverance, which inspire, encourage, and challenge us. We embrace these tough conversations, intimately exploring our loves, fears, and hopes with a delicious combination of depth and lightness.
1: I'm Trudy Beckett, and I have two boys that identify into the LGBTQ community. Logan is 15, and he will be in 10th grade next year. He is gay and he has been homeschooled for the last few years because of a variety of things, social anxiety, bullying, you know, fear of bullying, I think. And he's doing pretty good as far as like his identity, he knows who he is. And, but he still faces a lot of like, even just going to work, he's like, well, do I tell people I'm gay? Do I tell them, you know, do I not? Because he doesn't want people to look at him differently. And then Tyson is 12, he'll be in seventh grade next year. And he identifies currently as bisexual, but who knows what the future holds for little Tyson. He is a dancer, a singer, an actor, and it's been a really rough year. Lots of, Mm -hmm. lots of bullying, lots of tears, lots of nothing getting done, and lots of Cares on my side too. <laughs> so yeah, those are my two boys. They're great kids, you know, just struggling with the whole being in that community when there's not a strong acceptance here in Idaho. I'm Jessica
2: Kaminsky, and I've got three kiddos. My oldest is 15, hopefully going 10th grade next year, but we have to go the summer school route. She just came out as trans a few weeks ago, but we've been down the non-binary path for about a year. School has been difficult to say the least. Getting her to go is honestly our biggest struggle. The bullying has been a struggle, but she handles that with a lot of grace But she deals with a lot of gender dysmorphia, which is really hard because people obviously don't see her for who she is. My second child is 11, going into sixth grade. He doesn't really know how he identifies yet. He just knows he's not straight. And then my youngest is nine, going into fifth grade, and she's lesbian. And they hear a lot of stuff at school, but so far it hasn't really affected them so much. I mean, they get upset by it, but they usually just let it roll off their shoulders. So I'm sure going into middle school next year is going to be a big change because middle school seems to be pretty awful for any queer kids.
3: I am Michelle. I have two kids, single mom, and our kids all go to school together. I have a 15-year-old that is bisexual, and my youngest is 13 that's transgender male. Violet's going into 10th grade and my youngest is going into 8th grade, middle school. And we have similar issues and bullying is pretty terrible. I had to pull my oldest out of high school and put her in like the alternative school online because of bullying and anxiety has been so bad. My youngest has made it through 7th grade, you know, great grades and everything. It's just bullying is constant. Racism is constant. It's rough, very rough in our school for, you know, any kid that is not just normal, straight kid.
0: I'm so sorry. How are you handling it as the moms? I mean, it must be torturous to watch your kids suffer in any way, and especially with their identity. And, you know, we're all struggling. I still am at 55 discovering who I am and what I want and what my identity is. So they're just doing their best and trying to be fully who they are. So what are the struggles and and ultimately I'd like to know what your thoughts on how can we help them.
2: I mean, I guess I'll I'll go first. I struggle with my own mental health. So that I feel like just makes it a thousand times harder. And a lot of the times, especially I mean, most of the issues are centered around the oldest as she is discovering herself and finding her place in this hateful world. So Honestly, for me, there's a lot of disassociating because that's the only way I feel like I can handle it. Because if I feel what she's feeling, I will crumble at the seams. I've had to have her admitted to the hospital twice this year for suicidal ideolations. So it's hard. And being at Pride yesterday, I think was huge for her because she got to see a lot of trans people just existing in peace. I mean, there was very few people that were saying anything negative and we really didn't hear any of them so hard to you know know how to help just because we live in such a hateful area obviously teaching this younger generation not to hate but we have so many adults in this area that are just breeding that hate to be more and more it's hard to really see big changes happening
1: i can agree with most of what jessica said too i think I was actually having a conversation with someone that I went to high school with the other day, and they were not nice in high school, and they're working really hard to make the changes to be kinder, and they have kids the same age as Tyson, who's going to be in seventh grade, and I said, like, the best thing you can do is teach your kids not to be hateful. I know kids hear and see things on social media from their friends, but I think at the core of it, hate is learned at home. And when, you know, you have, you know, mom or dad or whoever, older brothers walking around saying fag and and calling people bad names, that translates into them doing that to kids who seem different at school. I don't ever think that hate's going to go away. You're going to face it no matter where you live. But a lot of it is just our community in general doesn't seem to understand that kids are figuring out things earlier, they're not as ashamed because they do have, say, influencers or famous people that are out and open. And it almost gives them that little step of confidence to say, I can be open too. But people seem to think that a kid can't possibly know that they're gay at 5, 7, 10, 15 even. A little boy says he likes to dance and He likes boys and he's automatically, there's absolutely no way he could know that. And it's not just from people outside the family. Sometimes, sometimes people in the family are like, there's no way he knows that. You have to let him grow up. And I'm like, so am I supposed to tell him who he's not when he's telling me who he is? I think it's just hard. Hate has to be stopped from the parents. If they're hateful, it's never going to end.
3: Yeah, I agree on all those. There's a lot of hate that's just learned and imitated. And, you know, the words kids are using just aren't something that kids would normally just say. It sounds like something that's parroted from a parent, you know, and a lot of political stuff related, you know, especially with transgender people or gay people. There's just so much that's imitated from parents, obviously. And so we get a lot of hate and Kids are just so mean to Ash at school and, you know, just say mean things and just can't handle that kid is transgender, you know, and there is a lot of problem with like, besides kids at school, you know, my own internal family, you know, my mother is the worst. And I wasn't expecting that. She's always seemed like cool with gay people. But then like my kids trans and my mom is just awful, like will not use the correct pronouns, won't even say the correct name. And not even just those things. It's that like, you were born a girl, you're a girl, you know, like saying it constantly and like, just can't handle it. And that just like so demeaning. And that's hard because now I, you know, I really keep the kids from my mom because she's so hateful and that really sucks. And those family things, you know, can be really hard. I deal with it. You know, my kid's dad, which he doesn't call very often, and he lost all custody. But God, he says the worst things, you know, and he blames me and my liberal ways and my liberal agenda and all this stuff. And I took God out of this, you know, just to throw everything out of it. They can't just accept that a kid is who they are, you know, at well, mine's 13. You know, we've been trans for two years non-binary, about a year before that. Nothing new. This has been definitely a while for us down this path. And I'm accepting, but not everybody else is.
0: I have a girlfriend who has a trans son, so I'm close to it, but also had the same ignorant thoughts at first. I'm really glad that I had personal experience so that I can come from a place of love and understanding. And The thing that just is breaking my heart is that I talk to so many people who have trouble loving themselves and that's hard enough without the world hating you. And so if we can't fix other people, which we can't, and we're choosing to live in this community, what can we just do for our children? I see that you all are doing it is building them up. Michelle, are you, for instance, you're keeping your mother from them so that she has less influence?
3: I just have limited exposure where, you know, if the kids have a stay over, it's like once every three months because she's just not very nice to my kids. Both of them, honestly, she's just that way. So, you know, if my dad's there, then I'm like, oh, cool, because my dad's pretty cool. He doesn't say the right gender or the right name, but he's not hateful. <laughs> so there's just like that balance that's like, OK. At least you're not degrading my kid. And it's tough. It's really tough. And my mom goes off on my oldest as well. She's autistic. And like, she's like, oh, she's a brat. You know, she can't handle her for who she is either. So like, there's just some people are so set in their ways that they can't accept that people are a little different (laughs) in general. So limiting it is best.
1: I feel like I've had to do that with certain people too. I let my kids get their nails done or their toes done or something. And we've had some commentary from people as close as their brother to their gay uncles telling them they can't have their nails painted, which was, you know, blew my mind. The gay uncles almost have like a shame of themselves. And one of them told me I was creating gender dysphoria in my child because I let them paint their nails. I tell Tyson every day, like, you be you and the world will catch up eventually. Maybe, maybe not. But at the end of the day, I just want each of them to not care what everybody thinks. I wish that there was a power I could give them. And I wish there was a power I could give myself, right? It's not realistic. For example, I put together like a little get together at the end of this month, you know, with being Pride Month and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try and post this into local mom groups. I got called an evil child predator with that and that I was indoctrinating children because I'm a school counselor. I ended up deleting it only because my husband works in the district and in my position, I, I don't want things like that going around. But I don't ever talk to anybody else about my kids unless they are trusted people. And of course, if somebody else's kids come to me, I will listen to them. But to be called a child predator was like, that was a really tough one. I'm a child predator because I let my children be who they are. Like, how does that even equate to logical sense?
0: And also, you're the mom I want to be the school counselor.
1: That's when I did respond to her. I just said, you know, I can't tell you how many kids have come to me and I've had to do suicide assessments or I've had to affirm their pronouns or whatever it is. I would want somebody that knows, I don't want my kid to die. I don't want my kid to commit suicide. And I don't want anybody else's kid to commit suicide. And I don't think they understand the gravity of denying the children and what that leads to. And I don't think another 12-year-old like kids uh, Tyson's age can really understand the gravity of the words that they say every day. It's just so hard.
2: Like, I have been really lucky with my family. My mom's always, I mean, she taught me growing up and it just... People love who they love. And that's never been a thing. I have conservative Catholic grandparents and we struggled for probably the first six months of Willow's coming out last year. And it came down to things are going to get better and change or you're done and you won't see my kids anymore. Because you're not going to be the reason why my kid ends up offing themselves. And so it's still been hard for them, but the attempt is there, which is all I was asking for. I mean, I know... The pronoun thing is a hard thing to change, especially when you're, you know, in your 70s, almost 80s. But they have really made a good, solid effort. And my grandma's eye rolling stopped when my child would show up in dresses and skirts and the hair done and makeup. So I think the natural transitioning from they, them to she, her was like, OK, like we expected that. And thankfully, the name Willow was her middle name. So that was a pretty easy fix for everyone. I mean, it took me a couple of days because I'm like, your name is something I use a lot more often than your pronouns. So give me a minute. But I only have my mom and my grandparents locally. Everyone else is Indiana or further away.
0: My daughter told me that she was bisexual and I was the last to know, shockingly, because I think I'm like, love who you love. But I had made some comments about it jokingly over the years. And so she thought I was in a safe place. and so. I'm so glad that you are all so open and there for your children. I'm so, so overwhelmed and sad that you have to worry that they're suicidal. I just don't know. I want you to tell me how society can help, but society kind of sucks sometimes. And you just, I think, have to find the right group, like the people at Pride, surround yourself with like-minded. Is that what you think?
1: I think that that's definitely true. I know, like for me, I won't tell you it was easy for me. I accepted them always, but all the thoughts and ideas I had for my kids changed, right? I've always been accepting and loving. I had some prejudices I didn't realize I had, and I'm not above admitting that. And my husband had jokingly said things, and I maybe laughed at them and not realizing that my kids were living in this closet, I guess, you know? I mean, society does suck and it's been a long journey for me. I mean, Tyson first came out when he was seven. And what we said to him back then was, we love you. We don't care. Let's put it on a shelf because you're seven, right? There's no like dating or, I mean, even at 12, he's not allowed to date. He's too young. He said to me the other day that he was smexy, which is, I guess, a different word for sexy. And I said, we don't, we don't, we, that's not a word we use at 12. But I think that my, I mean, husband said the other day that, He wants somebody, a gay person to go to war and win the Purple Heart. And then maybe people won't judge our kids so harshly. And my husband, he has had the hardest time with this in our family. I mean, it's been rough. There's been moments, you know, I told him, I said, you either accept or you go. There's no in between. I almost cried today because we had the situation where the uncle that your kids can't be gay. Logan's not gay. He's too masculine. You know, you don't want them to be this. You don't want them to be that. It's a hard life, which I know it is. But my husband, when we left the graduation party, was just like, I just wanted to go over there and yell at both of them and say, stop judging my kids. And that's big for him because he usually just walks away. Like, he didn't go to Prague with us. And I told the boys, like, it doesn't have anything to do with him not supporting you. It just makes him uncomfortable. And he'll get there. Pride was, like Jessica said, really awesome because Tyson was jittery and happy. And he's like, oh, it's people like me. Logan still was a little like, this is a lot. I don't think he'd seen so many out open people. So it was a lot for him to absorb. I think that as more people are out in the open, I mean, I don't know how many more celebrities can be out in the open and and for people to accept it. I think that moving out of Idaho is probably the only way we'll find good groups of people that are accepting, unfortunately, really sad.
3: Well, I was thinking that yesterday, too, when I was at the Pride and I saw all the high schools, every single Spokane high school had a gay straight alliance of some sort. We have none of those in our area and how big a deal that is because I'm actually looking to sell my house and move to Washington soonish because I think we're at that critical state. It's just getting to be too harmful for my kids to be at the school they're at. There's just a point where I have to move because yes, I grew up here, but it's not a bad area, but it's bad for them. And my oldest has been in the psych ward four times for self-harm, suicidal ideation, and kids are bullies. They're bullies of people that are different, with autism is different, being bi with her is different. My youngest gets bullied constantly. I don't want to keep going through that. I do not want to do the psych ward because my kid's at a critical state anymore. The school tries to fix things, but they don't. They can't. I was telling them the school counselor the other day. Uh, She's like, oh, let's have a meeting before next year for IEP meeting. And I'm like, well, we're most likely going to move. My kid begs me every single day to move and hates the school. And she's like, why doesn't your kid tell me about it? And this is my middle schooler. I'm like, it's constant. It's every day. What are they going to tell you constantly about every little thing that's being said? No, because there's just so much you can't report everything because it's just too much. And the counselor was a little blown away by that. I'm like, you walk a mile in those shoes, you understand because it's constant.
1: Our two are at the same middle school and the five or six times I ended up at at the school this year, I told them like, it's every day. And they're like, well, why haven't you guys reported it before now? I'm like, what's the point? Five or six kids a day calling him a fact. I Am I going to report everything? And when we have, the kid gets a slap on the wrist and moves on. I don't feel like the zero tolerance on bullying is actually true. And I feel like depending on who you are, whose kid you are, you get away with things a lot easier. Well, this year, they
3: passed a state Idaho legislation where, you know, you have to use the bathroom of your gender of birth. And it was around that time, Ash was in the bathroom, girls' bathroom, because that's where you're supposed to go. And one of their friends that's trans was leaving and and the kids in the bathroom didn't know that Ash was still in there and this group of girls were just standing there and mine was in the bathroom going in the bathroom and they're like trans people should kill themselves i hate them they don't deserve to live and so my kid is like held up in the stall after hearing this recording it i have the audio musted <laughs> up half feet up on the toilet hiding because too scared to leave the stall because there's a whole group of girls making threats that they should kill themselves and of course I reported it I sent the school the recording they did a whole lot of nothing of course and it continues on and now my kids terrified of the bathrooms that bathroom situation is terrifying that's what we created this mess all these rules and legislature and things that they're trying to fix but makes so much worse
2: I've had a little more luck at the high school with the bullying situation, which has been honestly refreshing. Even one of the assistant principals that I honestly had the worst experience with when I first met him has really stood up for Willow and made sure any instances that have been reported, those kids have have had consequences. Willow also literally doesn't use the bathroom at school. I don't know if she went into the bathroom at all this year, unless it was after school when they were there for club when there really wasn't anyone else in the school. So it was you know safe to go in when there's only 10 people in the school compared to you know 900. But the school did pass the bathroom thing. They also pretty much said that it's a violation of our teachers' First Amendment rights to require them to use their chosen pronouns and any other name other than what is on their birth certificate. And thankfully, all of the teachers this year were phenomenal. They all, as soon as they found out that the pronouns changed, they instantly changed. As soon as they found out she was going by a new name, they instantly started using that name. We never went down the Sheeter route. That was something that we had a conversation about in the ER at the hospital waiting to be admitted to the psych ward. And she never ended up going back to school after that. And the counselor has been phenomenal. We've already discussed, you know, if we end up having teachers that aren't respectful down the road, that because of the 504 plan we have in place, we do kind of have some allowances to switch teachers if it's feasible for these classes. But I don't know if she will go back to school next year. We are starting a pretty intensive outpatient therapy program. So I'm hoping that helps because I know her being in school with her friends is something that she needs, but it's so hard for her to see that on certain days when she's struggling as much as she does.
0: I'm so overwhelmed. I truly appreciate you all sharing your stories with me. And I wish I had a bigger voice to give voice to you guys but thank you for sharing your stories and being vulnerable and maybe others who hear it, who didn't have the perspective of a friend or a child, they'll find something new in this. I have a final question for each of you, and I know you have multiple children, but in general, what do you hope for your kids in like 10 years? What's your dream for them that in a decade will be different than what they're experiencing right now?
1: I think for me, like, I want the things they tell me to come true for them and not in the sense of like Tyson wants to be famous, you know, like cool if that happens. But Logan, I have asked him that question. Like, where do you want to be in 10 years? And he's like, well, I hope that I have a a nice husband and a couple of kids or a kid because that's actually only 25. I just want them to be able to go to a store with their significant other and not feel like everybody's looking you know, everybody's watching, everybody's judging. I just want them to feel like no matter what, they can be who they are. I fear that even in 10 years, it's not going to be possible, but maybe a little bit more. I just want Tyson to be able to express who he is and whatever capacity that looks like, whether he's sewing dresses, which he's been doing a lot of lately, or on the stage and not have to worry about that voice in his head that tells him Nobody likes me just for being me. Those are my biggest things. My biggest thing for Willow is I just hope she's still
2: here. I know the rate of suicide for trans kids, and it's an everyday worry. And I wanted to be able to look at herself in the mirror and just love what she sees. And right now, she avoids looking at herself. She looked at herself one day and that sent her in that center and I. Spiral for an entire week because she hated what she saw. I want them to be happy with whatever they choose to do. I want them to be alive and I want them to be happy.
3: Damn it, Jessica, you're making me cry. I want all of our kids to have affirming care that is not available to them because we're in Idaho and it's very against the law for any sort of gender affirming care. I hope that. They get access to the things they want to do when they're adults. If they do want to change and get surgery, that that's available to them, and that they can live their best life being where they feel happiest. It's it's really tough because it's a hard spot right now. Going through this at such a young age, we're such at a roadblock with gender affirming care in Idaho that our kids are like stuck where they're at and not seen and. Not valued as how they are. So I hope things change for Idaho and change for next generation of kids to be able to be who they want to be and happy.
0: Seems so like the bare minimum what we want for our children. And yet for you, it's grandiose. So I'm sorry, that that's true. I do want to say that I know a lot of queer people that are adults that seem to be thriving. So. I just want to offer that hope that I know so many queer people that are in happy relationships are out and just went to a a wedding. Two men. It was beautiful. There is hope, but I hope we get there. Well, thanks again for sharing with me. I wish I had answers, but I really appreciate your stories.
1: We appreciate you giving us a platform. I think For all of us and for kids, just having a platform to talk a little bit about their story is super helpful. I don't feel like we can do that the same way that other parents can, you know, brag on our kids in the same way, because you always have to throw in that extra layer of, is this person going to judge my child? I thank you for letting us talk about them and how amazing they are.
0: This is what I want Beneath your Beautiful to be, is that it's not about what we look like or who we love. It's who we are at our core. It's the light we shine. And that's the mission. I hope by these kind of conversations, we can all get there. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beneath Your Beautiful, hosted by Hara Allison. And thank you for your ratings and reviews. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Stay tuned.